Today's Dav is Dav Samach Gimel. Bez Hashem's Baruch, we will be finishing the 8th Perek. But uh, we are at the bottom of Samach Days, Samach Days at the two dots. So let's remember what happened. We learned in the Mishnah that if a person makes a neder, and the neder, let's say he precludes himself from drinking wine uh, until the rains, right? So we said, Adak Shamim, so... The in it's referring to the initial rains, which are called Yore and Krishma. You have Yore and you have Malkush. The original names Yore. In modern time, it says there's three sets of initial rains. We're going to see they actually have a certain period of time between them, but that's called the Yore. But then the Neder, what people consider the significant out of the three, is the middle one. So the what what the release from his neder will be when the middle rains happen. But we had a machlokus in the Mishnah between the Chachamim and Rav Shem and Gamliel. The Chachamim hold that you have to have the middle rains. When the middle rains rain, then he is released, right? It doesn't give, uh, and, and according to Rav Shem and Gamliel, he said, no, as long as the time when those middle rains were expected to come, that automatically releases him from the nether, you don't actually have to have the rain. Okay, that is, that was the machlokus in the Mishnah. But now we're going to see, let's listen inside. Adak Shamim, first made a nether, Adak Shamim, or Adak Shamim, he said, until the rains, until there will be rains, even though normally Alan will be, if it's finite things, it means the entire thing has to happen, but rains, you don't know when it can, it can be later, so we say it means, it means until it starts. Right? Adak Shamim, it's Adak Shamim, until the first rains come down, that's the opinion of the Tanakam. Rashim Gamliel says, no, it doesn't have to rain, actually. It's only the Zman of the second rain. That's what has to happen. That would be now. <coughs> Comes along Rabzeir. Let me explain Rabzeir outside, make it easy to understand inside. Rabzeir is going to say as follows. If the person made the neder saying that I am not going to drink wine, ad hageshem, he used the, the singular form for rain. Right? Anageshem, everybody agrees that what this pe- person intends to is to get to the time when it's expected that the rain happens. Because the guy's not gonna mess himself up, because what if it doesn't rain? And then he can't drink wine, he has to wait for the rain. So therefore, if he says Anageshem in the singular form, so therefore, even the Chachamim will agree with Rabshim and Gamliel that what does it mean? It means the time when it's expected releases him from his nether. Where is the Machlokus? is if he said Ad HaKshomim, in the plural. The Chachamim hold, why did he change from what people normally use? People normally talk about Geshem, then talk about Why do you say plural? They understand that he's emphasizing here, it's not enough just until it's the time of rain, it actually has to rain. This is the way the Ron is Masber, there's a few explanations, but the Ron explains like this. When Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel disagrees, he says, when the guy said Ad HaGeshem, when the guy said Ad HaShomim, guy's not going to put himself in such a matzah. It means the calendar date, it doesn't mean when the actual rain. But it comes out of Kondra Zeira, they're only all arguing in the Mishnah in one specific case where he used the Lashon of Kshamim in plural. If he would have used the Lashon, the normal Lashon, which is Geshem, then the Chachamim would agree with Rav Shem Gamliel that what? It's based on the date. It's not based on the actual rain coming down. That's what Rav is about to say. So Moira says like this, Amar Abzeira, Machlikis, the Machlikis in the Mishnah is specifically because he said 
Ad Hagshomim, which is actually the wording of the Mishnah. Right. Aval Amar Ad Hageshem, but if you said it in the singular, Ad Man Geshomim Ka'amar, there the Chachamim will be moidit to Rabshim Gamliel, it's the Zman of the Geshem, not the actual Geshem, which will release him from his nether. So one is going to go through a long Bryson. Now why all the details of this Bryson are needed, there is a long run over here. We're not going to, we're trying to make this as simple as possible. But this Bryson is a Tosefta in Masechus Tainus, and it's talking about the, as we said, Yorah is divided up into three reigns. There's a three-way machlokis <coughs> when the three reigns of Yorah are. The first reigns, the middle reigns, and the third reigns. When are the three reigns of Yorah? That's what the Bryce, the Tosefta is referring to. So, Ezus Manashul Revia. What is the time for Revia? For the Revia is the reigns which we're talking about the Yore reigns, Abechira, the first ones, Lashon Bechor, the first reigns of the Yore are the Gimel, are on the third of Marcheshvan. Right? The third of Marcheshvan is when the expectation is that you should have your initial reigns. Bayern is the middle reigns, which we were talking about in our Mishnah, the Gavin Adorim. Those are when the Shiva. So there's a four-day lapse. It's important to know the lapse. Between the first reigns and the middle reigns, there's a four-day lapse. Th- third of, Hesh- of Marcheshvan and the uh, seventh. Afilo. Afilo is the late reigns of the Yorah. The late reigns, the third set of Yora reigns is the Isrim Vishloisha is the 23rd. Div Rav Meir. So Rav Meir holds 3, 7, and 23. That's Rav Meir. Rav Yehuda Oimer, he says the Shiva. He says the reigns are expected on the 7th. So that's an important date. The 7th of Marcheshvan is actually in Eretz Yisrael when they start saying the Saint Tal Umatar Livrochem. Right? That's when the first rains are expected on the 7th of Cheshvan. Beshiva Asar, then it goes to the 17th, which is a 10-day lapse between the first and the middle rains. And then it goes from 17 to 23, a 6 or 7-day lapse between the second rains and the third rains. That's the second opinion, the opinion of Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi it actually the first rains of Beshiva Asar start on the... 17th of Marcheshvan. Esrim Mishloisha and the middle reigns are the 23rd, a week later. Ubechaydish Kislev and the last reigns start in the month of Kislev, which some of the guests are Roshchaydish Kislev, but it goes from the uh, 23rd until Roshchaydish Kislev. The Roshchaydish Kislev would be already when the third set of reigns Come. Now, it is significant to know, we're going to see when the rains are expected at the end. Because if the rains are, what they did was, that they would, uh, during the, this period of time, okay, they would begin fasting. They would be fa- they would, if there was no rains came, they would fast three fasts, Monday, Thursday, uh, Monday. They would fast another three fasts, Monday, Thursday, Monday. And then they would fast seven fasts, the total of 13 fasts, right? What end up happening is even after the 13 fasts, which means that and the, the, even the, the, the three sets of rains did not happen and the 13 fasts were done, the community wouldn't fast anymore. But there were Yechidim, there were the Talmud HaChomim, distinguished scholars in the community, that they were Kabbal on themselves private fasts until the situation would get better, until perhaps it would rain, until the situation would be okay, they would fast. 
Now, these Yechidim would only start fasting when the communal fasting was completed. Now, we're going to see that Rabbi Yossi would say the Yechidim don't start fasting until Rosh Chodesh Kislev, which makes sense. Because according to him, the last rains are supposed to happen Rosh Chodesh Kislev. So by the time the last rains happen, the community's already finished fasting. So therefore, the Yechidim would only start in the month of Kislev. Whereas according to the other two Shittas, the Yechidim would start earlier, would start at the end of Tavis. They wouldn't wait to start fasting in the month of Kislev. Clear? They would not start fasting until the month of Kislev uh, uh, came about, uh, uh, started. Now, Vamrin and Allah, and we, we, uh, the, the, this is the Tesefta. On the Amoroya, when they saw this Tesefta, they had the following question. We know that it's very important to know, Teresh Valpeh is uh, Tesefta's, the Mishnayas, the Bryce's, even on the, 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 from the words of the Amoraim, it's not natural geographic. We don't care about, uh, n- natural phenomena unless the natural phenomena actually has an impact halachically. Has to have some kind of legal impact halachically, otherwise we don't care. So one's gonna say, so why do we need to know when the three rains happen. So what's going to say like this? The first rain is critical to know because based on the first rain, you're going to start saying the same Talamotar Livracha, whether it's the third, seventh, or seventeenth. It's important to know when that first rain is taking place because that's when you start saying same Talamotar Livracha. The last rain is important because you have to know by when the communal fasting is going to be over and when the Yechidim start fasting. It's based on when that last set of rains take place. But what we're trying to figure out, why is it important to know the middle set of rains? Why is that important from a halachic standpoint, right? So that's one of So Bishlom, Rav Yerishon, I understand the first set of rains. Lishoyal, let's be able to, Lishoyal, to ask for rain, saying, Talamot Livrochel. Shlish is the third set of rains. I understand we need Lis Anos for the fasting of the Yechidim. Elashniya, but the middle set of the second set of rains, Lemai, and on that Amar Abzeira, like we learned in Masechus Nadorim, it's Lenoider, it's for the person who makes a neder until the rains, because we said, what rains does he mean? We didn't learn yesterday. No. We say when you make a nether, the one that's considered significant is the middle rains. So you need to know what's the date of the middle rains because your nether is going to be until the middle rains. That's why you need to know the middle rains. But you see from here the fact that the Bryce, the scepter was telling us... If there was no emphasis on the middle rains, you wouldn't have made a nether to go to the middle rains. What do you mean? Not, not follow. If you say rain storm, when you say rain storm, it wasn't Bnei Adam. What range are they referring? The first rains are not that inconsequential, so they don't mean the first rains. The significant rains are really when it really starts affecting the crop is the middle rains. So that's what he means when he says it. Lashon storm, Lashon Bnei Adam means the middle rains. So I understand why you need to know when those middle rains are. Now, Vamrin and Allah, and on based on what we just explained, that it's got a din lagabe nedorim. Okay, we made the statement. We said, who is the following Brysa going like? Meaning, we just said the Tesefta, 
And we gave the explanation of the Sefta, why we need to know all the three dates and what the Nafkaminas are. And now there's a Brysa, which is a corollary to this Sefta, and we need to know who the author of the Brysa is. Now, what does this Brysa say? The Brysa is addressing the Machlokas of Shimon Gamliel and the Chachamim that we just had in the Dorim. Remember, what is the Machlokas of Shimon Gamliel and, 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 and the Chachamim? That when you say, Ad uh, HaGeshem, does it actually have to rain? Or is it the calendar day? So what Rav Shimon Gamliel says like this, that it is possible that it rains for a week straight. And that can count as both your first rains and it can count as the second rains, right? Now, who does that go like? Obviously, it has to go like an opinion that holds that there's a week difference between the first rains and the second. The Chiddush is that even though it's been a continuous rain, day one is considered the first rains, day seven is considered the last rains. So who does it go? And what says that only fits like Rabbi Yaisi. Because Rabbi Yaisi is the only one that works. As he says 17 and 23, that becomes the first day and the last day, you have a week in between. But according to the other sheeters, between, you have between, according to uh, Rabbi uh, Mayer, I believe, you only have four days in between. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have ten days in between. So therefore, Rabbi, therefore, Rav Shimon Gamliel is going in the sheet of of Rav Yossi. Rav Yossi. going in the sheet of Rav Yossi. They all three said specific dates. The first and second rains are in a week, so it rains for seven days. Now, the one I explains, like, understands like this. Rav Shimon Gamliel obviously is not talking to himself. Because he himself holds it doesn't have to rain to be counted as the first rains. It doesn't have to rain to be counted as second rains because all you need is what? The date arrived. So obviously, who's he addressing? He's saying to the Rachamim that you will agree with me that if it rains seven days, we're going to count first and seventh. You'll agree with me. According to me, the two are counted anyway because I don't need rain. But according to you, who need the rain. The first and seventh, it rains for seven days. Going in the Shita Rabiosi, it counts as two. Now, the Gemara's assumption right now, this is a normal case. It's a normal case, the case, what did the expression the person used when he made the neder? He made the neder Geshem. Geshem is the normal scenario. So you see that when you use the word Geshem, according to the Chachamim, seven days of rain in first and seven. This is a kasha on Rabzeira. Let's explain why it's a kasha on Rabzeira. Because Rabzeira learned that if you use the lotion of Geshem, the Chachamim would agree with Rabbi Shimon Gamliel that what? You don't need the rains. So therefore, how could Rav Shemigam will be turning to the Chachamim and say that you will agree with me that if it rains for seven days, that's considered as it's like the first and seventh day. Not for himself, because himself he doesn't need the rain at all. But the Chachamim would hold that that's considered one day one and day seven is considered the first and second rains. But you see you need the rains. And the Chorah, this is the assumption right now, we're talking about when the guy made a Nedr Minha Geshem, which is the normal case. So you see, even in the case of Geshem, not just Geshemim, the Chachamim are disagreeing with Reb Shimon ben Gamliel. That's the Gemara's question. Where do we know that it's a seven-day period, not ten? What's that? Where do we know that seven days, not ten? No, Reb Shimon ben Gamliel is a Tana. He was, must have been going in the Shita uh, because Reb Yossi holds seven days. So Reb Shimon ben Gamliel, if the rains ran, uh, uh, rains came down, Shiva Yavim, seven days, consecutively, you'll count this as a first and a second set of rains. Come on, who does that clearly go along? That's going like Rabbi Yossi. Now, stop. That's already the question. You have to figure out why is that a question. So I explain. Because the assumption is we're talking about a regular case where the person says, I know Dermina Geshem. And still you see in the Chacham Shita, what do you need, even though he said, I know Dermina Geshem, it must have the rain. 
On that, the Gemara pushes back. You have to obviously have to work on Iyun. The Gemara says, who says Torah a case when it's Noadim and Agesha? Maybe the case that Rishim Gamla is referring to is the case with Noadim and Geshamim. And that is good for where they argue. When you said plural, then the Chachamim have disagreed with Rishim Gamla. Rishim Gamla holds you still don't need rain, whereas they hold you need rain. But then his point to them is, if you hold you need rain, if it rains for seven days, you should count that as first and seven. So Gemara answers, Ahu, and for the Gemara, Ahu, the Amar Adak Shamim, that the case over there was the case over there was Adak Shamim, and that's why, according to Chachamim, the rain is necessary. All right, let's go back to it. Now, there is two distinct differences in. Uh, all right, let's 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 we'll bring out maybe the Machlokes of Shonim a little later. The case is like this: the case is under normal situation in uh, I think uh, eleven out of nineteen years, I believe it is. Uh, uh, that there's 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 twelve months twelve months of it makes up a full year, right? Seven or eight months a year, they have to add in an other sheni. Seven or eight years. They have to add an extra month in order that the season of spring should not fall lag behind because the solar calendar, which is based on the sun and the seasons, is not is is is, is got eleven more days than the lunar calendar, which is based on the rotations of the moon, and therefore it comes out that you fall behind the seasons, and Pesach has to happen in Mana Aviv, Etzchaga Aviv, the spring, and therefore they have to keep adding more days every once in a while to catch up that Pesach falls out in the spring. Now this makes an, this has important implications because. If a person, we had this before, if a person said, let's see the Mishnah, a person made a nether that he's not going to be drinking wine, Lishana for a year. Now he never said Shana Achas, he never said Shana Zu, but Lishana, we explained, is the same thing as saying Lishana for this year, because that's what you're referring to. Now what happened was, this Abra Shana, if they said this year, and then... It was at the beginning of the year, and sometime later on, before Adar, they added another month. The Shaila is, does he go 12 months, or is he required to include that extra month going to the next Rosh Hashanah? So basically, does he go to the end of Av, or does he have to go to the end of Elul before he can start drinking wine? All right. Osir ba'obibiiburo. He's osir in that year plus the extra additional month, which means basically is like this: is that even though, even though the 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 the, the, uh, the Tana of the Mishnah is telling you that even though most years, the majority of years do not have an additional month. But if you said Lishana, it's like saying Shana Zu, and whatever the duration of this year is going to require, you are required to go ahead and keep it, and you have to keep the extra month. Now, the, the Machlokas Rishonim over here, I believe it's between the Rambam and the, the Rajba, is that, that what if you said Shana Achas? You said Shana Achas. Do we also say that it's 13 months? Or do we say, no, you didn't say necessarily this year. You, you weren't indicating, you were just indicating what a normal year would be. A normal year is not going to be 13 months. And that is a mach locus we've shown him whether or not, I believe it's the, 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 the is it the Ramban? Maybe it's the Ramban. The Ramban and the, and the Rambam. 
Ramban and the Ra'ah, I believe it is. That's actually what it is. Ramban and the Ra'ah, uh, Ani, uh, uh, that, 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 I think the Ramban holds is that, let me just see what it is. Um, The Rajbo, I'm sorry, it's the Rajbo. The Rajbo is the one that says, the Rajbo is, uh, is the one that says that it would not apply if it's Shona Achas. Why? Because, no, no, he said, So he likes no chilek. The Rajbo is the one that says there's no difference. Even it says Shashana, but even it says Shona Achas, if they ma'abra the year and you get an extra month, you have to go ahead and keep it. His point is because since you are now in this year, and if you said one year, even though you said one year, the stomach, what you're referring to, one year such as the one that we found ourselves in, and therefore you have to keep the 13 months, even Shana Achas. However, the, the Ran brings down, I think he himself also disagrees with this, and says that that's not necessarily the Pshat, uh, he says that there could be a chilek between Shana Achas and Shana Zeh or Lashana, that if you said Shana Achas, it means a standard year, and a standard year you would not have to keep the 13th month. But anyway, that is the, uh, the, the, the reason, the, 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 the Mishnah. So the Mishnah over here is talking about, you said Lashana, and then the, the year was extended, you are bound to keep that extra month as part of the restriction of the wine for you. Now, what if you said Adrosh Adar? Now here's an interesting question, because what happens if you have two Adars, and you said that I'm not going to drink wine until the beginning of Adar. So what do you mean? Adar Aleph? Or do you mean uh, Adar Beis? Okay? So the Ad Rosh Adar Harishan. Now we're going to go with the Girsa of Al Mishnah. The Ran actually brings the second Girsa. We're going to go with the Girsa. So basically, when you say other Stam, now obviously it's talking about that there happens to be two others that year. Because if there's no two others, then, then there's no Chiddush, right? <laughs> of course it means the beginning of the first other, because there is only one other. So we don't want, even though there's two others, when you said other Stam, it means one. Now what if you said until Sof Adar? Right? The gears of our Mishnah is Adsev Adar Harishan. You see there's a little thing, a little simon over there. Because our says that also means the end of the first Adar. There are some that have the Girsa, I believe the Rambam, that have the Girsa until the end of the second Adar. Because we look at the uh, two Adars as like one long extension. But that's not the Girsa of the year. And the Ram learns the Sugya here. He explains the other way of learning too. We're going to follow the Girsa of Al-Gamara. It means that Adsev Adar means I'd say the end of the first other. We're assuming the person didn't remember that there's two, right? Or we're going to see whether he knew about it, didn't know it, we'll see. But the point is, Adar Stam means Adar Rishon, for the start and the end. So now, that's the Gemara's point. The Gemara says like this, Alma we see, Stam the Adar, if you say Adar Stam without modifying which Adar it is, what do we see from our mission it's referencing? The first one, right? It's referring to the first other. So, seems to only go like the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. It cannot go like the Shita of Rav Meir. Where do we see the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda and Rav Meir? So it says like this, the son, you learned in the Bryce. Now, the Bryce is referencing a legal document, okay? They were writing a legal document, could be a loan, could be a get, alright? And it happened to be an Ibrior, okay? And what did they write? 
says like this. The sign, and they, I guess the Shalos, they can do it. What should we write? How do we identify which other the document is referencing, right? So, the Asani, other Arishon, Kaisev other Harishon. So this is going to be Rav Merishita. Rav Merish says that if you are referencing the first Adar, what do you have to say? You have to modify and say Adar Rishon. Adar Shani, case of Adar Stam. But if it is a referencing the second Adar, then you just say Adar, which the Morris says that does not seem to be going like our Mishnah. Because that seems to be saying the primary Adar when people are referencing is the second Adar when you have two, and therefore the one that needs the modifier is the first one, not the second one. Our Mishnah said, Fakert, our Mishnah said that if you make a nether without a modifier, we assume that it's referring to the first one and not the second one, which is done like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, Aimer, Adarisha, and Daka Adarisha, and I says, Adarisha is case of Stam. That's what's written without the modifier. Adarsheni, Kaisev Tinyan, the second Adar, you have to write Adarsheni. Like we do today, we call it Adarsheni. So therefore, that's Mashma like our Mishnah, because we're saying that Stam, Losh, and Adar, when there's a two Adars in the year, is referencing, according to Yehuda, the first Adar. If you want to reference the second Adar, you have to actually explicitly say Adarsheni. Whereas, according to Rav Meir, it's the other way around. So the Chayra, our Mishnah then, because our Mishnah is there, when you made a Nedar and goes by what people stop referred to as Adar, they said that it refers to some other means other Aleph and not other Beis, which seems to be going like the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda and not the Shita of Rav Meir. Okay? Now, the Gemara is going to say what Ashi was alluding to. So, Amar Abaya, Afilatayim Rav Meir. Our Mishnah could even go like the opinion of Rav Meir. How could our Mishnah be going like the opinion of Rav Meir? He says like this, Really what it depends on is at the time of the declaration, was he aware that they're going to make an other Shani? So in our Mishnah, when it says if you wrote Stam Adar, that it means Adar Risha, not Adar Shani, when you, when, you, when, you, when you made the Nedar, that's because at the time you made the Nedar, you never knew. So therefore, in such a case, that's why it references... This is explaining Rav Meir. Therefore, even though Rav Meir holds the dominant Adar is the second one, and that's the one that doesn't need a modifier, that's only true if you sit down and you write a legal document and you know other Aleph and other Beis are both in front of you. What do you do? So therefore, you, what, the one that you want to give the modifier to is other Aleph and other Beis doesn't need a modifier, according to Meir. But if you don't know, you made a Nedra, and you did not know that there's going to be an other Shani, and then, and then they only made it right before uh, Purim, right before Adar, they added the second Adar. But in Tishrei, when you made the Nedra, you weren't aware of it, then there's no Shailah, that when you said Adar, you meant Adar Aleph, that's what the Mishnah is referencing. Now, if you learn that, then you can say that Meir is even the author of the Mishnah. According to Yehudi, you don't have to make that chilik, but according to Rav Meir, you can make that chilik, and then Rav Meir could even be the author of our Mishnah. So why is it like this? One is talking about when you knew that they're going to extend the year by adding another other, which is the case of the Bryce of the Machlitz of Man of Yehuda by the do- legal document. And in our Mishnah, it could be Divrei Akol. It's talking about where you didn't know they're going to extend. If you didn't know they're going to extend, then obviously, other without a modifier, at the time you made the nether, what were you referencing? The first other, even according to the Shita of Rav Meir. Now, the Hatanya, Hatanya over here, Sometimes Natanya is asking a question from a bride, so, the Hatanya, right, that's Batmiya. 
And uh, Rashi, if you look at Rashi usually, he'll say either B'tzmiya or he'll say B'nechusa. Here the Ron says B'nechusa. The, 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 the Rashi, which is one of the reasons they know it's not Rashi, B'siyua, it's a support. That's my blush in Rashi. Rashi usually will say B'nechusa. Means it's, you read it gently. Don't read it as a question. It's actually coming to bring us support. But anyway, that means we bring a raya to prove this. What does the Bryson say? It says, If a person said, Okay, right? Um, we're talking about over here, it's talking about a, a, a nether or it's talking about a document. It doesn't say clearly. It says, Ad Rosh Chaydesh Adar, it means Ad Rosh Chaydesh Adar Harishon. So if you just said Adar without modify, it means the end until the beginning of Rosh Chaydesh Adar. This is like Am Mishnah. It's going to be the case in the end. Im Haise Shonam Uberes, but in a case where, so this is what the clarifying, the bride is clarifying, if it happened to be an Iber Yor, then Ad Rosh Chaydesh Adar Hasheni, then if you said Ad Rosh Chaydesh Adar, you meant until the second Adar, not the first one. Now let me step back for a moment. The Chayra, the first case, has to also be talking about that there was an Ibayor. Because if the first case there wasn't an extra Adar, then what's the first Halacha telling me? That if you said Ad, 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 Ad Adar, it means until the first Adar. Obviously, what, even in that case, there had to be two Adars. So what's the difference? Right, that says, and if they made another Adar, then he means a second Adar. But in the first case, there also had to be a second Adar. Because if it's not, then what's the, what he's telling me? That it's Ad Adarishim. There's not Adar Shein, then it's those. So then how do you understand the price? So Elamai, there must be like this. In the first case, he's talking about at the time you made the Nedr, you weren't aware about it. You're only Ma'abrit later. So then what does it mean? Like we said, Shatna Ver, Ad Adarisha. Ad Adar means Adarisha, because you didn't know there was going to be a Shaini. The second case, at the time you made your nether, you knew there was going to be an other shady. And therefore, if that's in that case, you said ad other, then, then that means ad other shady, like Rav Meir saying. So then what else is like this? So let's see inside. So therefore, Vatanya Adras Kadesh Adar Adras Kadesh Adarishan. Yemaisa Shanam Uberis Shanam Uberis Adras Kadesh Adar Shani. Mechlal Rachel Lama Uberis. This is a bit smear. What are you telling me? The first one's not talking about an Ibrayor. Obviously, the first case has to be an Ibrayor too, because then why are you talking about then being one other, the first other? There's obviously two others. So what's the difference between the first case, the first ruling, and the second ruling? So there's those Lama Uberis Askinon Shmami. No, obviously he is talking about, but the difference is Had the Pshita Lei the Maabro Shosa Had the Yada. Second ruling is talking about that you knew there's going to be an other Shani, and you still said other Stam, so obviously what are you referencing? You're referencing Radha Shani. The first case, you did not know there was going to be an other Shani, so even though later on they made one, but when you said other Stam, you meant other Rishon. That is even according to Abner, because you didn't know there was going to be an other Shani. That's how we bring the Raya for the way we just explained. Alright, let's go by to next Mishnah. Now, this Mishnah also is subject to huge Machloikas in the uh, in the Rishonim over here. Now, the question really is, is Rabbi Yehuda disagreeing with the Chachamim from a Mishnah that we had earlier in the Perek? We had a Mishnah earlier in the Perek that says that if a person makes a neder, if a person makes a neder on something that's finite, on a finite period, so if he said ad, it means until it arrives. It's ad sheyehei, it means until the end. Now, one of the examples that was given Pesach. So, if you said Ad, you make a nether Ad Pesach, it means till Pesach starts. Ad Shiahe Pesach, what did you mean? 
until Pesach concludes. In things where it's not conclusive, like the rain or the harvest, so then even when you say, you're not going to leave yourself hanging in case it happens later. So that means until it starts, not until it ends. That was what we learned earlier. Now, the problem is like this, is that the, uh, the one of the cases, the, the initial case, before we made the distinction between Ad Sheyehei and Ad, uh, and Ad, was a case of Konem Minayayin. It was actually the first case of our parak. Konem Yayin Shanitom Hayom Eino Asil Ela Ad Shetechshach. So it starts with talking about Konem Yayin. Right? That's the first case. When you say Shabbos, it means until it gets dark, etc. Then the end of the Mishnah says Ad HaPesach. Now it doesn't say, it doesn't say Lemaisa, what was the Nedar Ad HaPesach. It is Ad HaPesach. Now a simple reading is going on the same case as earlier. Konem Yayin. Which means that the Tana of the, Chach, uh, the Chachamim in the Mishnah, the first Mishnah of Perak hold, is that you make this Nafkamina, but Ad and Ad Sheyehei, it makes a difference. Lagabe Yain on Pesach, are you going to be also Yain the whole Pesach? Are you going to be also until the beginning of Pesach? This Mishnah over here of Yehuda says when it comes to Yain for Pesach, we always say it means only until the start of Pesach. It doesn't mean until the end. Why? Because obviously the person is going to be Yibiyotse. So even though normally on a finite thing means until the end of it, when it's in talking about wine specifically, then it doesn't mean until the end, it means until it starts, because he's going to want to be able to be to the midst of Dalit Kaisas. Now, so there's a Machlokas Rishayin in Israel Yehuda disagreeing with the Chachamim, or is explaining that even though the Chachamim made a chilek between Ad and Ad Sheyehei, they were not talking about Yain. They were talking about apples. They were talking about other things that makes an Avkamina like Gabe Pesach is the beginning or the end. But Yain specifically, there were... What's that? It would not would be an exception. Even though the Mishnah never mentions apples, it only started talking about wine, but nevertheless, that's the Machlokas, how to learn <coughs> this Mishnah. So let's see. Let's go by them. So Yehuda Oimer, Yehuda says, I'm making neder not to drink wine or taste wine. Even though normally on a finite set of time means all the way through that set of time, this fellow, it's an umdana, this fellow is an umdana, he holds that there's a legal presumption we can assume that he did not mean in his words to include Pesach. Because he would not want to prevent himself from fulfilling a mitzvah of Dalit Kaisa. It's actually the Rabbanon, but it's not a Dalit Fine. But he would not want to do the mitzvah, but it is a Vada mitzvah, and the Dalit Vashayinus Geula for sure is a mitzvah, right? Now, Ad, so therefore, so Lonish comes to Ella Ad Leila Pesach, Ad Shosha, therefore, Adam Lishas Yain, to a time when everyone else is going to be drinking Yain, because the mitzvah to drink wine, please, Mid Rabbanon, at that time. Now, Amar Koinem, Bosar she'eni toyem. Let's say he made a nether not to eat meat. And he said, I'm not going to eat meat until uh, the fast. Now what the fast is referring to is Yom Kippur. Okay? Now we know that there is a... What's that? Till the fast. Till the fast. He's not allowed to eat meat on the fast anyway. The Shaili says they mean the day before the fast. Because there is a special Indian to eat Erev, it says, Kola Eichel, the Erev Tishabav, is like you fasted on the ninth and, on the Erev the Yom Kippur, it's like eating on the ninth and the tenth. So this guy said, Ad Hatsoyim, right? The same idea, we assume he did not want to take away from himself the Indian of having a Sunnah. Now it's very interesting, there's a Machloikis in the uh, Rishonim, what's shot? Why is eating on Erev 
Yom Kippur so important? Why is eating an Erev Yom Kippur so important? So, the, uh, the Simrub Shad, Rashi and Yuma, is because it's Achona. This is Achona to enable the person get to get through Yom Kippur. So it's like Achona, so it has a saying, like Yagala Mechen, that gives it a Chashivas in and of itself. Rabbeinu Yonah says something very interesting. He says, no, because Yom Kippur is a Yontiv. So Yom Kippur requires a Yontiv meal. The only thing you can't eat on Yom Kippur. So therefore, Erev is the Yom Tov meal. Of it. Now, if you take a look in Taisus over here, there's two Gersos. But that's really the two Gersos of Yom Kippur and Afkamina. What are the two Gersos over here in the Taisus? If you take a look, it says like this. Where's the place? Ad Leil Hatsoim, right? He only means to ask himself for meat until the eve of the fast. Hainu Sa'uda Shal Yom Tov. Shal Yom Right? There is a girsa, my girsa of Gemara at home, didn't say Sa'uda, it said Sa'uda's Erev Yom HaKippurim. Push the word Erev. But it's Mashmah from the list of Rabbeinu Yonah's Pshat, the way Tos is written right now. It is the Sa'uda of Yom Kippur, which is a whole different way. What's going to be one of the Nafkaminas? Does the mitzvah start at night? If it's the Sa'uda of the Yom Tiv, right? Or does it only start the next day? Because if it's Achana, Later, the later closer to the fast is when you prepare yourself, not from the night before. But if it's a mitzvah of the Suda's Yantiv, then it should be the night uh, night before. But anyway, so let's go on. So the guy said, "I'm not going to eat achiyat soim." He only includes until the eve of the fast. He does not include the fast itself. He's only including the uh, excluding himself from eating meat from the time that other people might not be eating meat. But he does not mean to exclude himself from the time that people eat meat. So if you were just telling us a big cheddar over here, even though that's not what the words say, he said Adatsain. But if we feel that it's clear that this is what he meant, we can read into what he is saying intent. And that's what he means. It's like an umdana. It's a for sure. It's a chazaka. That's what he means. That's a challenge. What's that? It's really challenging because we're assuming that he knows that there's a mitzvah to eat. I assume about it. Same way assume that the guy I, knew I, that there was two others. I hear you. I hear you. Yes. Now, Rabbi Yaisi, his son, takes it to the next level because these two things are actually derabonans. These are based on psukim, asmachtas. Rabbi Yaisi stands that Ezra Sofer made some takonas. One of the takonas he made is that a man should eat garlic Friday night. I don't know if you know my grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather, it's very big too. And it should be raw, should it be uh, cooked, uh, 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 fried. People eat garlic. Why? Because Mar Bezerah. But it's the takonas Ezra. So it's saying the same idea. So Rabbi Yosef Benoit, the son of, who was a Yehuda. The person made a, at the beginning of the week, he said, I'm not going to eat garlic until Shabbos. Ada Shabbos, alright? Achetehe Shabbos. Now, usually on a finite time, it means to include the whole time period. Say, no, he doesn't mean to include the whole time period, because then he would be taking away from himself the minah of being able to eat Friday night, to eat garlic. Only until the eve of Shabbos. Why? And the Ron explains that this is even a bigger Chiddush than his father. His father is talking about the mitzvah to eat Erev, Erev, Erev Yom Kippur. The mitzvah to eat... Uh, what's that? that, that those are, those are Mahamish Asmachtas. They're based on the Drabonans. They're based on the Vim. This is like... This is just a, a Minhah. This is like... But still... 
he includes that as well. He can say the umdin over here. So therefore, it doesn't mean to exclude the time when everyone else is eating garlic. Now, let's expand, uh, go a little weiter. We actually had this at the beginning of the Masechta, right? On, 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 on Chavdala, we had this. What's the case over there? He says like this, is that I am going to usher myself from benefiting from you if you don't allow me the honor of benefiting you. I want to give you an honor that's, that's befitting your, your, your uh, the honor of giving something significant. I want to give you a cure of wheat two barrels of wine, say, if you refuse to take it, then I'm trigger, that'll trigger a nether that I'm not going to be able to benefit from you. So there's a nether is I'm not going to be able to be benefiting from you. What's the trigger? That you don't accept the covet I want to give you. Right? So now, what happens if this fellow doesn't want to take it? He doesn't want to take it. But... He comes to, means to say, the, 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 the host and the, the, the guest. So the guest doesn't want to, doesn't want to accept from the host the, the, the gift. So. From the guest. From the host. He doesn't want, the host. The wants, host is going to give The, the host wants to give the guest. The guest doesn't want to take it, right? And he said, and you, you're not going to be, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to eat by you ever again if you don't accept this from me. That was the case. So what happens if the host comes to him and says, listen, you just did this to honor me. I know you want to give me COVID. It's a bigger COVID for me to turn you down. The guest says that. That's to the host. So if you really want to be mechabed me, allow me to turn you down. Says the Gemara that that works to be made for the neder. The neder that doesn't, we'll see exactly what this, this machlok is, the Ran and the Rosh, how to learn this. But the neder will not be chal. Let's read it inside. So he says like this. A person is able to be made for his own nether, even without going to a basin. How can, because remember, he now would have a nether, there'd be a nether that, 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 that the guest is no longer allowed to eat from the host, because the host didn't accept the gift from the guest, right? So he can say to him, the host can say to the guest, you only said this, you want to honor me. This is the biggest honor. What's the biggest honor for me? For not to accept it. So, what's the machlokis here, the Ran and the Rosh? The Ran, the Ran learns is as follows, that the way this works is that it stops the nether from triggering. Because what was the trigger? The trigger, what's that? The trigger was that you, if you don't accept the honor, then it triggers the nether. But since you've reframed it, that this is considered like honoring you, therefore the nether never gets triggered. That's the way the Ran explains. The Rosh doesn't learn that way. The Ran, the Ran, the Rosh learns for sure the nether was, tri- was triggered. It was triggered. But, but there's a Pesach, it's so clear that if I would have realized that you don't view this as not allowing, you, you, you see this as, as an honor for not to say, then I would never have made the nether, and therefore it's an annulment of a trick, which is a big chiddush, because you're annulling it on your own without even having to go to a basin. So machlok is over here, does it, does it the nether not even trigger because the trigger has been fulfilled, or does it that it allows us to annul the nether that was triggered, and by creating a pesach, I would never have made it had I have known that that was your perspective. Now, this is very important. So this is the first case. Now let's get the, 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 the this case is very important. Is that we're saying like the host and the guest. The, the host was saying is, accept from me the honor, otherwise I'm not going to benefit from you. 
Look at the next case. V'chein, and so too, ha'oymer l'chaveira, konem sha'at nenes li, here is, you're not going to be allowed to ever eat by me, if what? If you don't give something to my kids. It's the other way around. I, in order to be able to come and eat from me, you need to give something to my kids. Now we're talking about where he supports his kids, which ostensibly means, you gotta give me something, <coughs> in order to continue being able to eat from me. Okay? So, uh, so, Konem, Ta'at Nenes Li, Im Ein Ad Bob Anoisen Levni, Kur Shalchitim Veshtei Kabiyo Shalyan. If you don't give my kid, who, I, who I'm supporting, if you're ostensibly giving me a, a, a significant gift, then don't bother ever coming and eating by me again. Right? So now, what Rab Meir says, Rab Meir says that this triggers the nether. If he doesn't give your kid, if he doesn't give your kid the gift, then what? Then he can never eat by you again. So therefore, Amir Oimer Asur Achayitain, that the, 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 the guest is also to eat from the host until the guest does what? Gives the kid, gives the kid the, 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 the wine, other thing. Chachamim Omrim, that also in this case, there is a loophole. There is a way to get out of it. What's the way? He said, I, the, the, the host, can say to the guest, he can say, hey, listen, I see you don't want to do it. I consider it in my eyes as if you did it. Alright? And that is considered to be, therefore, let's just go with it. That would be stopping it from triggering or creating a loophole, according to the Rosh, from trigger, from, from, and, and, wipe, and wipe out the nether. Now, this is a different case than the case before. The case before was, I, you know, you, I wanna, you wanna honor me. This is the way to honor me. Here is, you want, I want you to, uh, to give a gift. Right? So, I'll consider it like you gave the gift. Right? Now, the Ran learns that Rav Meir is disagreeing in both cases. Rav Meir holds in both cases the trigger is triggered by not complying and the nether is bound until you fulfill the net, until you fulfill the, either giving, in the first case, giving the guest the, uh, uh, uh receiving from the guest what he wants, from the, the host what he wants to give the guest, or in the second case, the guest one. That others, I bring, I think it brings to your Shalomi learns, no, Rabmei would agree in the first case. In the first case, you could say covered one way or the other. But to say, I want my covered, you gotta give me something. You know, it's as if you gave it to me, you know, on your own covered, Rabmeir holds, you don't say, it's as if. It's as if doesn't fulfill my covenant. For when, it, when, it, when it's you being mechavid, um, when you're saying is that you want to give me something, and I can say, saying no, that's a covenant for me, that's fine. But when I'm requiring that you give me something, to say it's as if I received it, that's not necessarily a fulfillment of it. Uh, that's Rabmeir holds, he disagrees. But the Ron learns that May disagrees in both the cases. So let's keep going. Now, very interesting. There's a special mitzvah in the Torah to marry your niece. But not any niece. Your sister's daughter. So an Indian in the Torah is considered to be an Indian that shows chiba for the, the closeness you feel for your sister. People are usually closer to their sisters than their brothers. And therefore, this is a sign of chiba to marry the sister. And they're urging this guy, marry your niece. She's available, go and marry her. He said, I make a nether that she's also to get any benefit from me forever. So basically, he's pushing back. I don't want to 
go near this girl, and she's never allowed to get any, be- which ostensibly makes it impossible, therefore, for what? To marry her, right? And similarly, there's a different case. Let's say you were married to a woman, and you divorce her. And like, to, you know, the, the nail in the coffin is, you make a nether that I usher this woman from ever getting benefit from me again. Alright? The chayna megarish is ishtay. Right? She can never get any benefit from me. Again, we're using the same idea. What did the person intend? What was the intent? So what I was going to say, the intent over here was not that you can't have a glass of water or that you can't come and eat dinner. The intent was that he doesn't want to have a physical relationship with this woman. And therefore, in both these cases, even though the way the nether was uh, couched, was on a broad level that she, that my, my niece or my ex can never get any benefit, we say that that's not really what his intention was. What was his intention specifically? Is that they cannot have a relationship with him. That's what the focus is. And actually, they are allowed to get benefit, other benefits they would be allowed to get from him. Right? That's already a big chedesh, because your mom is reading in to limiting the nether even smaller than what he actually uh, had intended. Where is it like this? Let's see. Uh, so, um, so, They're allowed to get benefit from him. The only thing he was trying to prevent was what? Was issues, some of the, 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 the physical relationship, the, the relationship between, the, between him and, and them. Now, Again, you have Ruvain is saying to Shimon, you gotta come eat, you gotta try my wife's lasagna, you gotta come for dinner. He's forcing him to go to dinner. Ambar, this guy, Shimon's already had it already. He says, He says, I make a nether never to step foot into your house. I make a nether not to drink, ever to drink even cold water by you. So, okay. So, the Gemara's gonna say again. His intent wasn't that he doesn't want to get any benefit from this guy. What he really wanted to do is what? I don't, I don't want to go eat dinner. So therefore, again, we read into the nether. The nether does not fully expanding every nether. Even though he mentioned not entering the house. Even though he mentioned not giving. He can enter the house. He can drink. The only thing he meant to is, is say that he's what? He's not allowed to have dinner. It was done to, like, as a, as a way of emphasizing how much he doesn't want to eat dinner, but the focus is on the dinner. The focus is not on the other side benefits. So, he's allowed to enter the house, and he can drink cold water from him. The only thing was, he was preventing himself from having dinner, eating and drinking by him. A meal, that's what he was saying, but it didn't really mean to include those things. So, therefore, it's not as much as what you say it's what your intention is when you say it. But it has to obviously be an umdana. It has to be something that, you know, survey says, nine out of ten people, when they say that this is what they meant, then we limit it to what you intended as opposed to expanding it. Hadran Allah Khaynam Yan, Hadran Allah Khaynam Yan.